now on Sporting Goss. It's time for Useless AFL Stats. Ah, we love that music on a Tuesday. It's time for Useless AFL Stats with Aaron Delaport. Della, straight into it. Very popular segment. Could be a long one to date. Let's talk about the Cats getting home with Gary Rowan after the siren. Yeah, big game Friday night. Um, but what I noticed was, um, as Joel Selwood called his team in for the last-minute chat pre-game, a match fact appeared on the screen that said the Cats had won 31 of their last 23 games at home. Now, we don't always get everything right at useless AFL stats, but uh, even we know some of the stuff that sat up. I think it was meant to be 31 of their last 33, but... Uh, Luckily for the dogs, they probably didn't know what unsurmountable odds they were facing as they had the game all but one in the dying seconds until Gary Rowan marked. And, of course, he kicked truly to secure the win and became the 53rd time a game has been won after the siren. Uh, Gary Rowan joins just Barry Hall as players to have done it twice. Interestingly, both did it with two different teams. Hall first did it with St Kilda and then Sydney, whilst Rowan kicked his first for Sydney in 2017 against Essendon. Uh, definitely a lot easier one. He marked it right in the goal square. Yes. But both of Rowan's goals came in round 14. Had Rowan have only kicked a behind, he still would have created history because he would have joined Tom Hawkins as the only players to have kicked a goal after the siren to win and a behind to draw. But Hawkins, for now, can hold that record alone. Uh, nice work for Tommy Hawkins. Can just hang on for a little bit longer. Let's turn our attention to the Brisbane Lions. And Jared Lyons was dominant against North Melbourne. Yeah, Jared Lyons was credited as one of the best players for Brisbane in their win over North Melbourne. And for those who like their fantasy footy, he scored 161 points, which is a huge effort. He had a rather amazing stat sheet, though, with 12 tackles, 6 marks and 36 disposals. But even more amazing is that from all those 36 touches, which included 22 kicks and 14 handballs. None of them were credited with a score involvement. This meant every time he disposed of the ball, it was either turned over or went out of bounds at some subsequent point. Yeah, this gives him a new AFL record for most disposals without a score involvement. Uh, The previous record holder was Fremantle defender Luke Ryan with 34. A bit bit harder to get a score involvement from the back line, but... Liam Picken and Jake Lloyd have had 33. Aaron Hall and Rory Laird, 32. Andrew Gaff, Matt Prittis and Luke McDonald, 30. have all had decent tallies without a score involvement. Uh, okay, so there it is there. Not, I'm not sure whether that's a record that Jared Lyons will want to hold for that much longer, but that is a stunning, useless AFL stat. In the old days, one team wore black shorts and one team wore white shorts. What do you got for us? Yeah, so earlier in the week on useless AFL stats, we posted a stat about games won by teams wearing different coloured footy shorts. (laughs) So updating uh, this to include round 14, where white shorts won four of the five matches across the weekend, it's clearly white shorts with the most wins, with 47 and a draw, ahead of black on 17. Next best is what we have termed midnight blue, so that's won by the Crows, Melbourne, Geelong and Carlton, that uh, dark navy blue. They've had 14 wins, red with 13, the traditional blue worn by the Eagles and the Bulldogs, 11 and a draw. And then you've got the purple, the uh, the grey or the charcoal GWS wear, the maroon and the brown, all with a handful of wins <laughs> make up the numbers. 
Uh, we we presented that as a nifty little pie chart on our Facebook page. If anyone wants to go and check it out, we'll probably update that again at the end of the year. But it's interesting that uh, Essendon, who were the last team to win in white shorts, they did that against Hawthorne on Sunday. They were also the first to ever wear them. They wore them in round one, 1902, um, whilst every other club until then either wore blue or black. Um, over over the following years, other clubs started to wear white shorts until uh, 1930 was when the VFL, as it was back then, made it made a rule that uh, home teams wore the black or dark shorts and the away teams wore the white shorts. It's it's one of the rare rules in AFL which hasn't been uh, tinkered with too much. Yeah, absolutely. When I started first following football in the late 60s, early 70s, it was certainly didn't matter what jumper you're wearing. And even it was South Fremantle. When South Fremantle were... The home team, I reckon they always wore the black shorts, but of course that eventually changed to the red. All right, Elliot Yo has popped up on useless AFL stats. You've done a bit of homework. Yeah, well, this was the, the name you threw out to me at the end of last week. Yeah. Obviously, with the, the short around and no Eagles and Dockers, you gave me two names. I did. Elliot Yo was the first one. Yep. So what we came up with was that in round one, 2020, uh, Elliot Yo set a couple of records for free kicks in the Eagles game against Melbourne. At three-quarter time, he became the only person to give away the entire team's free kicks. He'd conceded six, and no other Eagles player had, had gave up a free kick. He then conceded the next free early in the last quarter to become what we believe is the first player to ever concede seven consecutive free kicks for a club. <laughs> uh, West Coast finished conceding another four free kicks, but Yo's seven of 11 at 63.6% edges out Shane Mumford's record of 7 of 12 for the Giants in round 10, 2019, as the biggest percentage of frees conceded by a player for his team. Uh, West Coast still went on to win that game by 27 points. Yeah, that was the COVID game, wasn't it? That was the only game that was the one that was played at Optus Stadium with no fans. I remember that, and uh, then the whole thing shut down, if I remember rightly. I stand corrected on that, or that, yep. am I right? Yeah, I think, I think you're right. right there, Goff. And I also not only gave you Elliot Yo last week, this was a little bit tougher, I reckon. You've got to come up with some uh, digging, some homework on Stephen Dodd. Yep, this one might blow your mind, Goss. Fremantle player Stephen Dodd. <laughs> He's the most even and odd player in AFL history. He wore jumper 25, so that's one even number, the two, and one odd number, the five. But let's consider these career stats for Stephen Dodd. His win-loss was 43 wins, 58 losses, one odd number, one even number, and you'll see where I'm going. I do. His disposals, yeah, his disposals were 713 kicks, 762 handballs, his possessions were 465 contested, 1,000 uncontested. His inside 50s compared to rebound 50s. Rebound 50s, 243. Inside 50s, 104. His score, he was primarily a backman, so he didn't kick too many, but he had seven goals and eight behinds. And his free kicks were 94 and 87 against. Stop so it. Stop that. Either odd or even. Stop that. <laughs> Now the real mind blowing part. What? Even his even his name, yeah. Stephen Dodd, yeah. contains the words even at the end of Stephen and odd at the end of Dodd. <laughs> that that is as useless AFL stat and the homework you have done over there, you blokes, is next level. Stephen Dodd, the evens and odds. 
His name even has even an odd. That is next level. Brilliant stuff. I reckon that is your best performance for the week. Nice work by you. People want to follow you on Facebook. Useless AFL stats. If you want to ask the boys a question, they'll do the digging. You just rejoice in knowing that you've got a useless AFL stat. Thanks for joining us. As always, Della. All right, guys. See you next week. Good man, Aaron Delaport. How good is that? The Stephen Dodd one. Get on to it. Useless AFL stats. This is the Sporting Goss.